Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show, back with you. Glad to be with you, ladies and gentlemen, in these most desperate of times. We're in our guest segment now. Thanks for staying with us through the intro. And you hear the chipmunks in the background? Well, we're working on those internet issues on the TV studio and the podcast, but uh, they persist. And uh, hard to believe in coincidences, isn't it? Especially in this time and day. So we are here, nonetheless, for the wear. Wanted to let you know that we're brought to you by who? Preparewithdave.com. <laughs> Listen, if I had any doubt yesterday that food shortages were coming, I have no doubt today. Things have happened along the lines of what we've talked about before, so I'm not going to repeat them. I'm just saying if you don't have at least six months, and I mean at least, preferably two years, according to our expert Bob Griswold, then you need to get busy. Four-week packages. $100 off, you can order multiple packages, have multiple savings. Restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day. You'll have leftovers. So, ladies and gentlemen, please heed the warning for this most inexpensive way to accumulate storable food. That's high quality. Preparewithdave.com is where you go. Now, if you have food, you better have water. And we have the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter, which tests out as number one in America. The research is at waterwithdave.com. And they're offering the product for 40% off while supplies last. So you've got the food, preparewithdave.com. You've got the water filtration, which you may need, waterwithdave.com. And that's a good start towards getting through what's coming because resources are going to be used against you if this new administration is able to take over. And it's not if, it's a matter of when. All right, we have John Wayne on. And I have, um, I've kind of cycled through my most frequent guests. And I want their opinion on things like the Insurrection Act and what options they believe that Trump has available. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, lo and behold, uh, the answers have been very, very consistent. And uh, I haven't prompted uh, John at all on how I'd like him to respond. In fact, he's just hearing this for the first time. But we're going to travel down the path of Trump's remaining options. Uh, as he sees it, and then we're, we're looking at, at a totality of what people who I interact with in the alternative media are seeing and hearing from their sources, and we're starting to get a pretty clear picture. Uh, John, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, we say this every time we talk. I, I still, I'm pinching myself to believe that I'm conducting the shows I'm conducting about the topics I'm conducting them on. I can't believe this is happening in America. It is, you know, just about every day waking up and then looking into the news, um, it seems completely Orwellian. As uh, every day goes by, it's more and more yeah. Orwellian, more uh, dystopic. And, you know, from what I've been seeing and from what I've been hearing over the past couple of, uh, well, I mean, I guess since last night, uh, the guy that replaced Mark Esper, um, by the last name of Miller, this guy, I don't know his first name. Uh, he has, I guess, basically created his own or something to the effect that they're 
special forces operations units are no more are no further uh, I guess under the complete control and thumb of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yes, that tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I've heard that, you know, I guess I, I posed that question there a few weeks ago, you know, is Millie Deep State? Well, I guess I've got the answer to that now from what I was hearing over the past couple of days. Yes. Um, Millie is Deep State. And everybody decided to stand down on the implementation of the Insurrection Act. It does need to be implemented, Dave. We see this. And yes. Um, the corruption and, uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to say the swamp runs so deep. I mean, but, you know, um, it's systemic. It's at a level unprecedented that we've never seen before in this country. Would you say it's fair to say it's half and half? Well, half and half as in, you know. Uh, half for it, half against it. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to see what Lindsey Graham's doing now. He's kind of jumping back over to the left-hand side of the fence. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I can see where, you, yeah, where you could say that half and half would be, half would be half, four and half would be against it. Or it might even be completely different than that. I mean, you know, as systemic as we know that this uh, cancerous corruption is within Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 83% of the people up there, supposedly, purportedly, are blackmailed by foreign countries, and not only that, but our own CIA and all this stuff. So, I mean, I don't know if we could even meet halfway. I thought, you know, I think, uh, you know, probably three quarters of them people up there don't want the Insurrection Act because they would all be caught up in it in one form or fashion. You know, and then I mean, then I'm I'm not trying to run away here or uh, divert, but you know, look at all the voting voting stuff that's coming out now. President Donald John Trump, he won the election in a massive landslide. Yes, he did. And they set them up. They set them up in such a way that they literally walked right into the trap. The Democrats, these uh, commie fascist socialists, uh, the the watermarking on the ballots. I guess that's a very true thing. Um, I've been listening. Two other people that are in the alternative media, uh, Robert David Steele uh, being one of them. And, you know, I mean, I, I, it seems to me, well, you know, I just, I mean, I don't know, Dave. There are so many things happening right now. I mean, even China, uh, Taiwan, a F-16 went down off the coast of Taiwan just last night, I believe. Uh, China's drilling for island hopping op- or operations. Uh, the United States Marine Corps activated uh, their island uh, hopping doctrine in units after being dormant for 40 years. I don't know where things are going, Dave, but I just have a feeling where we are on the absolute cusp of World War III and all of this election and China and Biden. I mean, all of this stuff plays into everything. You know, it's such a big grand puzzle to try to put the pieces of it together. It's just astronomical. I mean, we try to do that. And I hope we do that. And I hope we paint the picture for the listeners to not only your broadcast, my broadcast, and many other great broadcasts out there, you know. But, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned, uh, to put it lightly. Well, I think we're all concerned, but I think we can start agreeing on some points. Um, what's your confidence in the courts, uh, particularly the Supreme Court, and their willingness to accept the evidence as it exists and overturn the election? See, it gets back into this corruption and stuff, right? Yes, Some, it I, does. I, um, I don't know. Um, 
to the exact facts of where I'd heard it, but I'd heard that Chief Justice John Roberts is a closet homosexual. And a pedophile. And I wouldn't, you know, I don't doubt that. And see, that gets back into this systemic corruption and this blackmail that's on all these people. Now, the four justices, was it four or three justices that uh, Donald John Trump has been able to three. appoint? Three, okay. Three. Well, with them three that he's appointed, well, obviously they would have to stand upon his side. Maybe not. Can I tell you why? Go ahead. Gorsuch is a statist. I think he'll side with Trump, but that's the out. But Kavanaugh helped write Patriot Act 1 and 2, and a lot of people don't know that. That makes him deep state. So I'm not sure where he'll fall. I think 60-40 against Trump. You're giving me a... uh... A knuckle to the throat, you know, I'm swallowing a little hard, hard yeah, on that. I hear you, I hear you. I, I, I surfaced this about five days ago, and, and I really sat on this hard. I, I talked to my contacts, Steve Quayle, Paul Preston, and, and we're all familiar with this. I mean, there's a unanimity of agreement that Kavanaugh is not a guaranteed uh, vote for Trump. Hmm. Well, that hurts. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, after all, even after all the hoopla, the big show, the you know, the big hearings and all this and that, and his college days. I mean, you know, come on, man. That was a distraction. I think the Democrats really wanted him in because they believe they can control him. Oh man, that you know, like you said, that that's where things lie. Then I don't see anything even getting to the Supreme Court or past the Supreme Court. But I do know that there's all kinds of. Uh, stuff that's been uncovered, divulged, revealed, uh, spec ops teams operating in German on a United States Air Force base or military base where all the boats go to, uh, through a, to a central CIA computer. Um, man, I, I mean, this is Tom Clancy novel type stuff. I just, you know, I mean, I, I understand things like this do occur and happen in the real world. Yeah, but like to be able to see it as brazen as it is now and so open, you know, compared to, you know, not hearing hardly anything about any of such things. You know, I mean, this yeah. makes Watergate look like children playing in the sandbox. <laughs> no kidding. I've made the same kind of comment. I think I called it recess. But <laughs> you're right. I, I totally agree with you on what you're saying. Um, this is the biggest scandal in American history. And the mainstream media is, move along, folks, nothing to see here. That's right, you know, and they're they're still pushing this Biden narrative, and I mean, you know, I just, like I said, I sit back and I'm just trying to ride this out, feel it, and see what's coming, trying to, you know, get, I mean, I don't want to say get prepared, I mean, I am prepared for the most part for whatever may come, I guess, but, you know, what is that saying, you know, the best laid plans never survive first contact with the enemy. That's right. Well... We don't even know what they're, what's even really going down, you know. Uh, the president, you don't see him much, do you? I mean, compared to before, you know, there's all kinds of things going on with uh, what was it? I mean, I've got, I mean, I, I was, I've been up since five this morning, and I have just literally dug through the news, and I have seen so much stuff. It's so over the top, and I mean, I just can't even, you know, it's so hard to even begin to process it. You know, let alone us been doing this for X amount of years. It's still hard to process. Imagine somebody out there has no clue. <laughs> you know, 
<clears throat> so, uh, something about, like I already said, I mentioned the stuff with China, but what was it? Uh, Kissinger, somebody, a Chinese uh, foreign national, uh, some high cat ruler over there in China, said something to the effect that Biden needs to talk to Kissinger to keep us from falling into a World War One scenario. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, of course. Biden needs to talk to Kissinger, of all people. You know, I mean, you know, it's more like Kissinger talks to Biden. Right, yeah. Or, or if we really talks. want to be accurate, Kissinger talks to Harris. Oh my, that's frightening. Hmm. I got Dude, my umpire eyes on today. I'm sorry, I'm just calling them like I see them. And you're all, you're all right. Hey, man, you know, we got to call it out for what it is, you know. And one of them things that I sent you that video about the spraying booth, you know. In France, and I, you know, I've said that this is, this is Joseph Mengele's wet dream. This is a eugenics booth. You have no clue what they're spraying you with. Oh yeah, I mean the UV lights are enough. Right? All they need is the UV lights in the thing. You know, but they're spraying you with some kind of a mist, and people just literally walking through this like cattle to the slaughter. And before the cattle even go to the slaughter, I mean they're even, you know, having their their RFID chips in their hands and these new fancy bracelets swiped before they walk through this machine, Dave. I mean, this is... I, what the hell has happened? Where are we at? You know, something big has happened, like time paradigm shift or something. I just do not know. It's damn frightening, though, everything we're seeing. And now I sent you that other article... Well, I want to cover the two things. I get and then two other things I sent you that I sent you that other article of isolation rooms in schools. Yes. Jail cells in schools for children. Mm -hmm. You know, we're past the the uh, metal detectors at the door. Now we've actually got the jail cells in the school. Um, and then I sent you that video there right before you brought me on here of a guy in Germany doing a live chat or a live feed, kind of like a broadcast of what we do. And the uh, Stasi, I'll call them, I mean, because that's pretty much what they are, um, the German police beating down his front door and taking him at gunpoint, arresting him during a live feed, like a live broadcast, what we're doing right now. It'd be like, uh, you know, we get, us getting our front doors completely caved in and we'd be at gunpoint. We are not in a world that I could have ever imagined happening. But we're here, so... We got to do something about it because good, if good men fail to do anything, then evil will persist, and we yeah. cannot allow evil to persist any more than what it already has. Mm -hmm. I agree. But here, here's the wild card. And in uh, in the well, let me put it this way: there's a psyop going on at places like well, the entire media, but Fox News in particular. Media-elect Joe Biden, not president-elect. Whoa, whoa, hold on. You can't have a president-elect until you've certified the election. And they haven't done it. Oh, they haven't. And, and, and they, you know, this is what was just disgusting. It was the Saturday after the election, and uh, the um, uh, Clemson Tigers were playing uh, Notre Dame in football, number three versus number one. So they knew right there on that particular channel, they had the number one TV audience. They chose to interrupt the broadcast on that particular football game. They moved it to an obscure channel. So they'd have maximum audience to see 
Biden and Harris claiming victory, which they had no legal right to do whatsoever. And uh, these calls for Trump to concede before the election's been certified, before the court cases have been heard, unbelievable. Uh, but what they're trying to do, and here's here's the point I'm getting to, they're trying to convince the Americans who are dumber than a box of rocks and don't know jack about politics that, hey, the election's over. Trump's a sore loser. It's over. It's over. Give up. Go away. Trump losers. Never to be heard from again. That's what's going on right now. They're perpetuating the myth to cover up the fact an election was stolen and that Trump is trying to mount a resistance. Now, if Trump goes Insurrection Act, which I know we're going to talk about, he's going to need the support of the people. What's going on at Fox News and all the rest is about negating the majority of the public on a false belief that the election's truly over and there was no cheating. And they're taking this two-step kabuki approach. Well, there's no fraud. There's never fraud in elections. Are you kidding? Although it was the Democrats that were crying about Scorecard and Hemmer back in 2016 say they stole the election through the Russians using these voting machines. So funny when the shoe's on the other foot. So this Kabuki two-step is there's no fraud. But even if there is, it's not enough to overturn the results. And so they're trying to immobilize the American response. And this is what you and I need to keep alive. Right. You know, and I mean, and I want to kind of take it maybe a little bit of a step further, but, uh, you know, a time capsule back in history. This is uh, straight out of Joseph Goebbels' playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, um, tell a lie, tell a big and tell a big lie. Make sure, you know, you tell it often enough, and then people just begin to believe it. And that's where they're at. That's what they're doing. And we can't allow that to happen. There's so many good people, Dave, that like us that are, you know, speaking the truth to the facts of the matter. And there's so many more people that are leaving the mainstream media platforms or the ministries of smoke and mirrors to come to get real news from our platforms because we're the last bastions of light, truth, hope, and freedom for uh, the first, second, you know, not only that, the whole damn constitution. Um, and these people have violated, broken so many laws, you know, I mean, there's got, there has, I mean, you know, okay. oh, of course they would say, oh, the dictator Trump, but couldn't there be an executive order signed to stop all forms of propaganda that's being exacted upon the American populace right now, and anybody that doesn't conform to that executive order will be reprimanded or dealt with appropriately? Yeah, but you'll get the First Amendment argument, too. It's funny. The left will invoke First Amendment when it benefits them, but they'll deny you at election time through big tech. Right. So that's, it's, we're not going to get a clean solution is what I'm saying. Right, that's how they operate. They always pass the blame. Whatever they're doing, their their opponent's doing. You know, but we ain't doing that. But they are. You know, that's... Um, hmm. Well, you know, this thing with the Secretary of Defense and this uh, Miller and Special Operations units and all of this being under the, uh, you know, pretty much from under the thumb of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, that's a big thing. But then again, I also saw where some of these quote-unquote, in tight but loose quotations, these virus-stricken ridden zones across the United States, they're going to start activating the military to go out and force test swab 
people from house to house. Mm-hmm. Uh, not me. I'm not going to have you, you know, microchip me within the blood barrier of my between my brain and my nasal cavity with that thing you put up my nose. No. And that's what they're doing, Dave. They're microchipping people. And, you know, and I want people to begin to understand this because this is the fact of the matter. You know, what is it? They, they completely made a fool of everybody and said, well, look, we put the Neuralink in a pig and we made the pig smile. Are you saying that the swab that I know goes deep Absolutely. into the nasal cavity is actually a microchip implantation? Absolutely, yes. Tell me how I don't we, know that. Tell me how we know, know this, this is true. No, I'm just thinking off I'm just thinking as as Dr. Evil would think, man. Okay. They want to infect everybody. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. you know, I've now, okay, I guess, okay. So I had a conversation with an astrophysicist out of Germany about four and a half, five years ago by the name of Harold Kautzbella. And he was on my broadcast a couple of times. And we were talking about AI, uh, vaccinations and things to this effect. And he informed me about the nano copper tubules that they want to implant inside the human brain. You know, they can do this either through the spraying of nanotechnology or the ingestion of nanotechnology from our food to what we eat, what we drink. You know, for them to know that it's there and it's working, they have to physically put it there. They have to keep a mandated record of who had it, right? Now get this. Got a friend of mine informed me yesterday, and he worked for the water department, rural water department, and he said, uh, he goes, we were talking about all this stuff. We hadn't talked for a while, maybe a few months, and I guess he's had two of these tests done. I mean, they're calling them tests, right? Oh, it's COVID-19 tests. No, it's not. They're implanting you with a microchip. Now. He says, so he's talking, we're talking about this, and he goes, you know, first time they did it, you know, it wasn't that bad, but the second time they did it, he goes, man, it felt like they ran this thing all the way back to the back of my brain. I go, no kidding. I go, so you've had it twice. He goes, yeah, not only that, but I've, I've had the flu shot this year and last year. I'm like, oh, my God, man, you're a walking time bomb. You know, so back to these nanotubulars, Dave, they can control them with frequencies, uh, you know, whatever select frequency they want to use. And, I mean, either a person, they can, I mean, they can even actually self-terminate X amounts of people. You know, you hit the right frequency, everybody that's been implanted with these things, they just detonate. Uh, You know, I'm not trying to scare the hell out of people. But just being aware and looking at all the research and the things I've... uh, learn throughout my life this is where we're at uh they want to literally you know encode everybody like cattle you know i mean what do we do with cattle dave well we eventually slaughter them well we eventually slaughter them right but before they get slaughtered we tag their ear we know which number they are you know we keep track on them are they pregnant okay when are they going to calve okay they're going to calve around that time so when we got to separate them, when we got to wean them, and then you tag them, you know, absolutely, the whole process. I mean, the same things can be done to human species. And this gets into the ID 2020. Um, you know, all this stuff. It, it's all happening right now. Um, as frightening as it is, but, you know, the one thing about it all is, oh, Dave, is Father does make things right in the end. When I say Father, I'm speaking about the Almighty upon high. 
this can go on forever and you know evil will be smitten and it's written about it in the book of revelations and christ does return with his uh, myriad and myriad of angels to smite evil but let's not forget that this goes on for years it sure does you know um mm-hmm. seven years um that I, you know, have the seven years. Are are we just now in the very preamble of the seven years of the tribulations? There are a lot of people that are saying yes to that question. I'd have to agree. Um, you know, and I listened to you and Steve's uh, broadcast here this morning, and and you guys were over the target. Uh, so right about everything you guys were saying. I mean, you know. And I can I can understand somebody that isn't aware of any of this information and hearing it for the first time, you're going to be in complete utter shock. But the fact of the matter is, people need to hear it because you know there is salvation. You know, our redemption our our redemption draweth nigh. That's where we're at. Yeah, I would agree with that. I totally agree with that. Now let let's get into remaining options for Trump. Um, you're sitting in the Oval Office and you're Donald Trump. Tell me what you're thinking and what you're planning. Well, I'm the president. So, well, if this uh, new joint force that's been put together that's not underneath control of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff, if I were the president, I would use these men and possibly even women depending who's involved in the units and what units are involved. I grew up on the deep state, the uh, high treasonous traitors that have uh, sold this country out. And I would start with the biggest fish first. You know, this would be the night of the long knives, like I said, you know, that the president needs to exact to maintain control of this constitutional republic. This would be, this would mean the arrest of Joe Biden, his counterparts statewide, not, I mean, not only state stateside, but, you know, internationally as well. You know, um, as we see, a lot of this election stuff is, you know, sent out to foreign countries. Well, from what we've heard is that Spec Ops team uh, raided this server, the CIA server. And, you know, these teams are going to have to go out and, you know, exact business, you know, do what they you know, took an oath to do, defend this country against every enemy, foreign and domestic. You know, that's where the president is now, and he, if he does not act, they will kill him, Dave. They well, will... I think his life is in jeopardy right now, too, because if I can figure out that the Insurrection Act is near, so has the left, way before me. And uh, this is when his life is in most jeopardy, before he can get this rolling. What do you think the Insurrection Act would look like if it's invoked? I, you know, and when we talk about we've talked about this like posse comitatus, uh, military on the streets doing police functions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I could imagine something to this effect um, to make sure that there is absolutely no complete uprising, color revolution, rebellion. I would have to say you would have to activate all national guard, all reservists, all active military on the streets throughout the entire country for at least a month, a month and a half, while things, you know, while people are up and detained, who are the true traitors of this country, not folks like us. You know, and I mean, it, depending, it could have to even go on longer. 
thing is, Dave, the longer we remain in a police state to that extent, a, a military state, the chances of it being relinquished or withdrawn grow slimmer and slimmer as the hours and the days and the weeks draw on. It will not be relinquished. If it fails, we'll see a counter um, martial law force. If it succeeds, it has to remain martial law to keep control against the left that will be in the streets committing terrorism. I don't, I don't see it ever being relinquished in the near future. It's interesting, you used a, a time frame reference here a second ago, and I want to just bring that out. You were referencing weeks for the uh, Insurrection Act. Does that have anything to do with January 20th? You know, I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking of that. I was just saying what I thought would come off the top of my head for, you know, possible scenarios coming out across the country but i mean i mean hey yeah that makes sense right because if you were to enact the insurrection act you'd have to have the military on the streets during all that time because you would have them people out there that would want to you know burn loot and murder note i emphasize the blm part burn loot murder uh and like i said before these people if these are you know, this commie fascist socialist brainwashed army of whatever these people are that they've got on the left side. These will be the first induct inductees to the indoctrination or the, uh, you know, the camps they're building in Canada and not only the 900, they're already here in the States. And then who follows after that? Like we said, if martial law remains in effect, um, insurrection act remains in effect. Well, you know, they can chip away at the block and then eventually take whoever they deem fit there to these places, including folks like us. We're on a pretty damn slippery slope, Dave. Well, I just so hope that we're able to maintain traction and keep hold, keep a foot. I don't know how much traction, <laughs> excuse me, as you know, I've been under the weather, but I don't know how much traction is available. Because the other side's not going to allow you to gain traction. That's been the whole purpose of the leftist riots. And I, I, they're not, they're not uh, going away. You get a few Trump supporters, BLM shows up and throws urine on them and beats them up and attacks old people in wheelchairs. You know, and, and the sad fact of the matter is, even if you try to defend yourself from such yokels, you're going to be the one that gets in trouble, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I think we're way beyond that. Um, you know, right. I, I'm a Christian, nonviolent person, but self-defense is biblical and constitutional. And you show up at my door in your BLM or Antifa, you're going to wish you weren't there. That's all yeah. I got to say. I'm not not yep. saying I'm going to invoke yep. violence, but I will protect my family. That's right. You got a Molotov in your hand. You're going to check it at my house. You're going to take a thirty thirty round of the chest. Exactly. I don't care. Exactly That's right. Exactly matter. Yeah. Because they've they've declared war. This is this is a war they have declared on me, and you've got Kamala Harris and AOC and Michelle Obama telling me I'm going on a list. I'm on a list. I'm going to be handled. Will never be allowed to rise up politically. They're they're threatening my life. That's they're threatening my family's life. And the question is, oh, they don't really mean it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. This is not hyperbole. I take them at their word. They're coming for us. Look at look at them and look at them with their lockdown, Dave. They're coming at everybody. They're taking their businesses away. They're shutting everything down. 
you can't, you know, live life as a normal human being anymore. You have to be under the strict, direct mandate of the state. You know, this uh, kind of goes into uh, uh, the Twilight Zone, the obsolete man, you know, the librarian. We don't need librarians anymore. You're obsolete. You're signed off for destruction. Uh, you know, that's not where I want to go, no. Um, and by God, if we have a fighting chance, well, then guess what? I'm going to take that fighting chance instead of being on my knees and, you know, dealt with uh, that way. Okay, let's play point-counterpoint for a second, okay? You're Trump, and I'm the bad guys. Okay, so you're going to invoke the Insurrection Act. What are you going to do, and what is your goal? Well, the first goal is to decapitate this uh, communist uh, block force, which, which uh, you know, has exacted this coup d'etat over this country. You know, um, Skinny Joey, this mobster that came out, connected the Philadelphia mob that uh, miraculously has ties to Joe Biden and was doing uh, this vote harvest or this uh, this vote fraud. <clears throat> that's that's extremely low hanging fruit. I mean, you want to go for the big cats, okay? Well, Joe Biden was involved with the Philadelphia mob in voters fraud. Well, then hey, guess what? Go after Joe Biden. You've got the facts and you've got the proof. You've got everything, the documentation of the people that were involved. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to decapitate the Hydra. Hanging fruit. You know, I heard somebody saying, you know, Giuliani. Well, Giuliani, instead of going after, you know, this, uh, you know, all this, uh, these, these uh, low-level charges, start mandating some absolutely heavy charges. For which, I mean, they're rightfully, you know, they've committed the crime. So if I were the president, yeah, decapitate that first. But, but in the process, I mean, this would all have to take place. I mean, that's the thing. The logistics would just be so damned crazy. This would all have to take place in such a time frame. And we're not talking, you know, weeks. We're talking a matter of maybe 72 hours. The president gets on the emergency alert system, the EAS system that has been tested numerous times now, and you know what I'm talking about over the past few years. But they've tested this thing out, make sure everybody gets a message. But some folks didn't get a message on that thing, and that makes me wonder too, but that's another story for another time. Get on the EAS and say, you know, the country is in formal lockdown. Um, there are curfews at whatever given times would be exacted. You know, maybe just working business hours, but there will be military checkpoints and there will be military on the streets across the entire nation. But that gets me into other questions too, Dave. I mean, do we have the military manpower to exact something like that without having to rely on uh, foreign assets? And we'll put it lightly like that, without naming names. Well, I think I, I think that we got to name names. And, and the reason I say that, if I'm hearing you correctly, I think we need to name the Chinese. Chinese, uh, you know. The UN. United Nations, that's right. Even NATO troops, I wouldn't yes. put it past it. Uh, you know, NATO is Japan. being bivouacked in abandoned military bases in this country. Did you know that? Oh, I wouldn't doubt one single bit at all. No, I, mean, I, I have this on. This yeah, is have... double confirmed, triple confirmed. Uh, right. they're, they're here for the gun. They're here for the gun confiscation, John. Yep, that's right. And they're they want to enact that. See, as the president said, you know, nobody will ever take the Second Amendment away. We know who wants to take it away. 
those that yeah. want to kill us. You got to you got to undefend us, and then you got to kill us. Uh, that's what it's coming down to. You know, let me just tell you a real quick story, and a lot of people have forgotten this unless they followed me for a long time. But back in the '90s, I was a first responder volunteer on my campus. Um, and I would get the first vaccination. Talk about ignorance, right? But that's where I was at at that time. And I thought, well, sounds like a good idea, and I'll help the community and family and me will be better protected. Uh, no. And then FEMA came into play, and they took the program over, and we had a couple of transition meetings I was a part of, and start talking to this guy from FEMA, and then we start hanging out and playing some hoops and going to happy hour and stuff. Before you know it, we're good friends. And this went on, oh gosh, 12, 13 years. And uh, so one day he shows up to the campus I'm coaching at, and, and his, he and his wife are waiting for me outside the door, my, my office door, and we come off the floor, and there he is. We talked till 1 in the morning. And uh, he, he told me, he says, I'm bugging out. And this is, oh God, what is it, October of 2012, I think. And I said, what do you mean you're bugging out? And he says, me and like-minded people have been talking for years. We know what's coming, and we're going to bug out to safe locations we've already prepared. And he did. <laughs> he did. Um, this is a guy I knew his kids, knew his wife. Um, so long story short, um, I asked him what was behind all this. He said, we got weapons, biochemical, that the world has no clue what's coming. And I submit that COVID-19 is one of these. It's the first part of what's coming. And this isn't the last cocktail, by the way. So he's telling me that they're going to enact these if they can't control American populism. Now, I want you to realize the year. This was not Donald Trump, I'm running for election 2015. This is 2012, Mitt Romney just lost. And yet the globalists are saying things like through Zygmunt Brzezinski, um, it used to be easier to control a million than kill a million, that's flipped. Um, and so we're hearing things like this from the globalists. And I'm saying, so what are you saying? He said, they're going to come at all of us. And he said, and I'll be considered to be a brown shirt because I'm counter viral terrorism. And he says, my, my whole family will be in danger. And so will a lot of people I work with. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And so he bugs out. And sure enough, uh, Doug Hagman comes up with this guy named Rosebud. Same exact scenario, different person, different agency. But nonetheless, same message. Now, here comes Donald Trump, and we've had four years of populism, and we ain't going away. What the hell do you think they're going to do to us, John? Well, you know, like you said, this COVID-19 thing. Well, for one, I want to make it abundantly clear, because you're right with what you said. Okay, so COVID-19 is a military acronym. It stands for Certification of Vaccination Identification. AI. <laughs> AI, you get the 19 from A being the first letter in the alphabet and the I from being the ninth letter in the alphabet. Bingo. So you have that. That's for all the uh, ID 2020. But if they can't control people and they can't get people to chip and do all this and that, and there's massive rebellion against this, then yes, Dave, they will release something unlike, uh, unlike anything we've never seen before. You know, and a lot of people, you know, they're probably going to laugh and scoff at this when I say this, but, you know, look at all this uh, predictive programming they've not only done with the military and the military actually having drills shooting zombies, okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, 2013 in San Diego. Right. And with that being said, 
Dave, who's to say they haven't weaponized some extreme form of the rabies? Mm-hmm. You know, look at the uh, predictive programming they've put across all the television shows. Yes, the yes. The games. Uh, I wouldn't put it past any of such a scenario to ever not happen because that would be a way to call the population. You know, another way I want to make sure abundantly clear because we are headlong into winter now. Um, folks, make sure you got a way to keep warm. Make sure you got a way to keep warm generators, space heaters, keep, electric cords. Yep. yep. Because if they want to kill a hell of a lot of people, Dave, I would look for them to pull the power. And they've been talking this uh, it's coming. dark yeah. winter, it's you coming. know, this dark winter. Yeah. You know, if they pull the power, they'll pull the power late December, early January. Anything that blocks the inauguration of Biden and Harris, they'll pull the power. That's what I'm convinced of. Now, I have to say this, John. Ding, ding, ding. You have now just crossed over into the void expressed by everyone I've interviewed so far. And that would be Steve Quayle, Ted Brewer, Paul Preston, Paul Martin, and the whole crew. They're all saying the same thing you're saying. Just they're coming at it from slightly different perspectives based on who their sources are. But they're basically saying there's going to be an international takeover of this country, a grid down scenario, Trump's life is in danger, and civil war is upon us. Those are the conclusions, and you've expressed all of those so far. Right. You know, maybe we should all have a big round table, you know, a knights of the round uh, knights of the round table. <laughs> you think they'll let that come off? Seriously, <laughs> I mean, with the interference I'm getting, with I've had 96 hours of internet uh, problems on my podcasts and on my TV show, you think they're going to let that happen? I don't think so. We could try, but I'm telling you right now, John, they're not going to let it happen. I've been noticing interesting vehicles sitting around uh, different hours today. You know, I've got plenty of security cameras on my property and. Uh, I don't put it past any of these bastards to do anything heinous, Dave. And, I know. You know, uh, and I've heard the interference you've been getting. I've been listening to some of your broadcasts, and it's uh, quite amazing. Yeah, how look. about Steve Quayle? Toilets flushing. <laughs> it's just, it's, I mean, and music playing, music that's nondescript. I mean, I couldn't tell you what genre it was. It was just music. Right. And, and yeah, Steve, yeah. You, heard, you heard Steve on the interview saying, there they go again, Dave. Yeah, that's right. You know, and they've got so many ways to turn people off, you know, deplatform them. And then, I mean, even literally, like you said, and just now, and I've heard it, I heard it myself. I listened to you guys' broadcast, literally cut into the middle of the broadcast and played just some audio, whatever it may be, or maybe a sound of them talking in the background. Mm -hmm. They forgot to clip their mic or something, you know. Uh, I mean, this is Stasi 5.0, everything that's going on. You know, the uh, East and West Germany. And it almost seems to be that we've got that, but we don't actually have the, you know, cement wall there. <laughs> well, I wonder if the, um, I've said this many times, the wall that's being built on our southern border, I wonder if one day the barbed wire will turn inwards. I think you're right with that. You know, um, a wall is not only meant to keep people things out but people and things in and you know i mean i've, I've said this i mean it's kind of like i don't want to have to retrack or retrace my words but you know i mean if you saw what was going on down there across the border and these cartel god forbidden rat infested zones you know uh, the absolute 
butchery that's taking place of people, literal butchery, you know, uh, chopping, you know, yeah, we don't have to get graphic, but you know, you get the idea. You would want, <laughs> you wouldn't want just a chintzy little iron fence there. You would want uh, 50 caliber machine guns mounted. You would want, you know, the military units that have secured the DMZ for the past 50 years, manning that whole border. You would want minefields. You would want trenches, tank traps. You would want that place so fortified that not even a mouse could come through because of the horridness of what's taking place down there in Mexico and South America. Uh, yeah, I talked to a guy named Sam Arnold that lives down there, and he's a pastor, and uh, he has unique insights. And right now on their southern border, the communist Chinese are manipulating the cartels into Civil War-type actions designed to unseat AMLO. Why? Because AMLO met with Trump about six weeks ago and agreed not to let Mexico be a staging position place for a Red Dawn invasion. And, um, I mean, this this is just thrown on top of the fire. Then we go north of the border, and Trudeau has isolation camps, which are concentration camps. He says they're for COVID. I don't think so. Um, in fact, even members of the Canadian Parliament have challenged it and had their mics cut off, and I've got those tapes. So you've got the Chinese up there, too, and I think they're going to man the camps. And I'm breaking a story tomorrow that people are going to want to pay attention to because I'm going to identify what's really behind all this. And uh, I've been writing ancillary pieces. Hey, what's your take on uh, Hannity, um, Ingram, and uh, Carlson? What's your take on them? I think Tucker Carlson's a genuine. I really think he's genuine. Um, but... He's been he's been contacted. We'll put it that way. He's been told. Well, okay, something. but here's my question: If you're a man of morality and you stand for the cause, then why are you still working at Fox? Right. Well, maybe he doesn't really know where else to branch off to from Fox. Or he's had side. offers from One American News Network, Newsmax, and Glenn Beck. Huh. Well, somebody somebody owns him, Dave. I said, well, yeah, the root of all evil is money. And that's what that's I right. think we're seeing here. He may be sincere, but sincere to the point where it doesn't affect his bottom line, and therefore that makes him an enemy. Right. Now, Sean Hannity, that's easy to tell. He always wears a CIA lapel pin. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, if he's always got the same retarded message. You've seen one Sean Hannity show, you've seen them all. There, there's no diversity. It's all the same thing. It's, it's like he's literally being fed the script from the agency that he wears the lapel pin for, you know. Uh, Ingram, I just, you know, I don't pay attention to that much of the mainstream media news anymore. Do you? I just no, do no my... I agree. Ingram, to me, is Jezebel. She's a different kind of whore than um, Kamala Harris, but she's a whore. I mean, Trump, 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 freedom, 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 concede, concede, concede. What was it? Was it her that I'd heard might have had an affair with Donald Trump? I can't remember. I knew there was yeah, news. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Oh, Donald, you got to do better than that. I can't remember if that was her, though. I don't want to say that because, I, you know, I want to be factual. But I saw something somewhere. Um, who is it that's with that? Oh, my God. I can't think of the guy's name. Mind block. Oh well, maybe it's not important. 
Yeah, you know what? I, I Here's the bottom line. She called on Trump to resign in the midst of all the cheating. Right there, that's who she is. Now, she's walked that back because Fox News ratings are sinking faster than a submarine with screen doors. But nonetheless, she is a Jezebel. Um, and, and, and what Fox News is is what I've been saying for years. They're controlled opposition. They keep their viewership by bringing in conservatives with these fake shows that they only let go so far, and it's a psyop. And, and now we're seeing that how psyop that is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Trump lost. Uh, no cheating here, nothing to see. And if there was cheating, it wasn't enough. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, there will come a time, Dave, hopefully, and we need to pray for this, that we will be the ones that have their jobs <laughs> because we are the true media. We are the cutting edge. We are the bastion and the last true hope for free press. We really are. I will not yeah. accept corporate advertising. Uh, nope, nope, we don't either, and that's what's kept our station completely free. It's all listener-supported. You know, um, yeah. this, this corporatization of everything is what's ruined everything. Honestly. I agree. I, and so, campaign donations, too, which is legalized bribery. Hey, tell people how they can listen to your show, because you got a good show. Absolutely. Every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1, Defense Condition 1, folks, we're in it. Uh, freedomslips.com revolution.radio studio A studio A man you're a man on the rise well I mean I've been doing this seven years and I you know it's just amazing you know there's so many people that I wanted to communicate talk to get their points of view and I just never could figure a way to think about going about doing it I never wanted to do radio or broadcasting before I just kind of it appeared I stepped on the stone it held me and I've been taking a few more steps here and there, and I've interviewed absolutely amazing people like Leo Zagami. Um, yeah. You know, I've got contacts of some very interesting folks, and I'm glad you're one of my colleagues, Dave. I mean, because it's people like us that are going to maintain the Republic. Mm, or be the remembrance of the Republic as we're six feet under. So, yeah, I mean, th that's a reality of the time we live in. Um, wait till you see the revolution. The revelation I'm coming out with in print. Um, it's real close, and I've dropped all kinds of bombshells around it, so people can pretty well guess. But, but um, Steve and I, and Paul Preston are in possession of information that's very damning as to the motives of the Biden-Harris administration, and it's frightening, frightening. And stay tuned, people, because you're hearing this within 24 hours of the release on one side or the other. John, we're out of time, my friend, and I want to thank you for coming on on short notice to give your opinion. And uh, you're, you're a check mark in the same column as all my other colleagues. But I want to thank you for, for appearing, and uh, best of luck. Uh, continue with your show because you're doing a great job. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave. And, uh, yeah, we're all dead spot on the money. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> could, be, could be dead spot on the money. But it is what it is. The Lord will protect us if he wants to protect us. Thanks a lot, John. Thank you, Dave. Bye-bye.